0: blog talk radio hello 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 I want to welcome all our listeners from the U.S. and around the world I'm Jackie Laura Jones here with you for the true forgiveness teachings podcast on blog talk radio hello friends it's been a little while since I've done a show on this platform. I've done some things on Zoom, and it's good to be back with all of you. Uh, my life has been very interesting lately, many internal changes, which I'm sure some may come up in this conversation today, which is a very special conversation. I am so excited to chat with my guest today. She is my sister, an author speaker, my partner in telepathic communication, my laughing buddy, my walking and hiking partner, and last but not least, lover of the upcoming holiday seasons as much as I do. It's Cindy Laura Renard, and she's here to talk about her latest book, which just released several weeks ago called Heaven Is Now. Woohoo! Welcome back to the True Forgiveness Teachings Podcast, Cindy. Hey, it's really good to be back with you. Thank you, Jackie, for having me back. And it's always
1: (laughs) fun to talk with you uh, about the course.
0: It is. It's always fun to talk about it. And of course, uh, Cindy and I can talk forever. (laughs) However, we will condense our discussion down in this hour that we have together with all of you. Um, And what, 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 Cindy and I would want to say first and foremost before we get started, is there has been a lot of chaos going on. We both know clients and people that have been affected uh, by Hurricane Ian. Um, there are so many things going on globally, and she and I just want to put out there that you know we're, we're thinking of you, uh, we're with you. Uh, these can be circumstances that are are, are very hard to go through. Uh, certainly. If you are a Course in Miracles student or any kind of student who's practicing the principles of non-duality, of true forgiveness, these are things that are difficult to, to forgive. So we're sending a shout out to people who have emailed us. Uh, we're very aware of what you're going through. Um, I sent one of our uh, listeners uh, kind of a forgiveness process just as a reminder, and just know that, that we're with you. We don't take these things lightly, and hopefully in this podcast, too, we can uh, revisit some of the wonderful exercises in Cindy's book, Heaven is Now, and kind of revisit how we practice forgiveness, even when things just seem to be, you know, unforgivable or something that we would would label as a tragedy, Right. Right. So I think, uh, Cindy, when I just wanted to put that out the beginning.
1: Yeah, that's great. And I, I too, have, as you mentioned, um, you know, we all go through, you know, different things and different forms of challenges in our lives, whether it's a hurricane or another type of weather event or or anything personal. You know, we all have things. So, um, and it's really, really helpful to have the tools that the course gives us uh, because it gives us such a different interpretation of all the things that a, that appear to hurt us, and again, it's it's nothing like I've ever seen before, read before, and so once you really, really, really get into what the course is really saying, the metaphysics of it, um, and understand what the metaphysics are, <clears throat> then you can e- make it a little bit easier to apply in your everyday life um but I think it's really important to understand some of the basics too always come back to the what we call definitive statements in the course um that really are literally true you know such as there is no world and <clears throat> you know and that only love is real you know and things like heaven is now I mean those are literal statements and uh but yeah we'll be we'll be talking more as you said, more about how to apply these things to challenging situations
0: absolutely, and um well said, and what I wanted to ask you first of all, um you know what inspired heaven is now, I know it's your third release now um in a series that you're doing and Guys, let me tell you that, you know, there's so much in this book. There'd be so much to unpack that I encourage everyone to get it on Amazon. We'll just be able to cover, you know, a few things here. But um, Cindy and I both have been very inspired, as she said, with keeping the metaphysics not far behind as a backdrop so that we understand why we're practicing the way we are, why we're asked to practice the way we are with these definitive statements, you know. So, what what inspired um, Heaven Is Now that title per, uh, in particular, Sin? Yeah,
1: uh, you know, what's interesting about that is I was when I was thinking about the title um, for the third book, um, I didn't feel this time I was really um, racking my brain trying to, you know, figure out oh what am I what am I going to call this? It was one of those downloads. Um, That I just get sometimes. Mm -hmm. And from the Holy (laughs) Spirit, it's just one of those things that uh, one of the ways you can tell you've been inspired is is an idea will just pop in your mind. That's the Holy Spirit. When you don't feel there's an effort at all in thinking about it, and that's what happened with this book. On the title, even, it just was downloaded. And I just go, oh, wait, heaven is now, because heaven is now. And I just thought, I was pondering that one day, and I thought, oh, that, that's my title. And so it didn't require a lot of effort (laughs) on my part. That's fun when that happens. Yeah, (laughs) yeah, it really is, and that's how the Holy Spirit can work, you know, and that's how it does work in our lives. It's just sort of anybody who's listening who, you know, when you get those thoughts that just pop in and there's no effort at all in thinking of it, that's inspiration. You're receiving inspiration, um, so I'm always paying attention to to that. When things come effortlessly and very easily or synchronistically, that's you're being guided. So, yeah, it's good and you get better and better at even uh you know, paying attention and watching that and, and recognizing when that's happening the more you go along, you just recognize, Oh wait, that was that was not me. That was that was coming from, you know, outside of time and space that was the inspiration which is outside of time and space
0: mm-hmm.
1: Holy spirit reflection of love mm, in the reflection. right mind yeah mm, that's right yeah and then I thought well heaven is now that's a that's a big statement meaning I could just gosh I mean all the I've incorporated then I was inspired to incorporate a lot of I mean the book is kind of packed with <laughs> with yeah, um, it is information <laughs> Cover some of it today. <laughs> yeah, just packed with information because you can put so much under that title uh, with the course. Yes, it's, you know that's really the course could have just been called Heaven is Now, and that would be accurate. You know, or could have been called, you know, the laws of cause and effect. It could have be could have been called, you know. Um, how to practice true forgiveness or any of these right. things, because this is what the course is teaching us.
0: What it says. Right. So. Yes. It's so funny. It's a holographic thought system and you, and, and so much is contained, you know, in every, every sentence, you know, and every lesson. I mean, it's just amazing. It just could, you could just go on and on talking about it. I mean, you and I, you and I have had a lot of parallels In our lives like it's kind of cool when you think about it I mean I know you've said this too we both kind of experience this feeling of the dream we always say you know I'm feeling the dream people email me and comment on that all the time what do you mean you know feeling the dream and and I always think you know (laughs) can you and I ever have imagined so, you know we we would just be sharing this message not that it's important than any other message but just you know sharing this in general i mean i think we both knew we'd continue with the course at the beginning because we just like doing it it is a self-study um course after all you guys you know remember so but um it's interesting when your life just starts to take shape in a way you might not have thought. I remember you saying something to me when we lived together in the 90s, Park La Brea here in LA. You said something like, gosh, I kind of could say we're both in our 20s, whatever. You're like, "I, I could see us, you know, doing a Working in business somehow together, or having a business somehow I mean, it wasn't like mm-hmm. formulated, and obviously you and I don't have like a formal business together, LLC or anything, you know, but mm-hmm. I just remember you you know you saying that or whatever. And I was on a walk this morning, and I was thinking of a conversation that we had. You reminded mom and I that October 2nd, two, um, two days ago was your 35-year anniversary of moving out here from Toledo, Ohio to Los Angeles. Yes. And I still live in the same neighborhood as when you guys moved out in 1987. And so I walk by that place all the time. And I walk by another place that you and I lived. And I just thought, this is so Interesting. I'm just looking at this place and going, Nineteen it's so weird. I'm still walking by it. But I wonder if you wanna, you know, talk a little bit about that thirty five years, what prompted that, your experience coming out here? Oh my gosh. I mean, um
1: thirty five years. Um I October second. Yes. Um yeah, I'll never forget that because I was only um
0: Yeah? Oh sorry. Yeah, was, it's I, it was been 26 for me or 27, something like that. Go ahead. Yeah, yeah. So
1: for you it's been longer too. Yeah, it's quite a long time now and I remember it was starting I was starting my junior year in high school.
0: That's right. At
1: Beverly High and I um That's right. now I felt so inspired to think mom our mother um for having the courage to just pick us up like that from Toledo, Ohio, and just move us out here. Um, we drove across country towing a car. We had so much stuff, but, but we let go of a lot of stuff. And um, mm-hmm. we had our car, the car, both cars were packed full. We towed one of our cars, and she was doing all the driving. Um, and there was a point, it was a long trip out here, and it was such mm-hmm. a big move and a big change at the time. We were going through, I believe, it was around Texas area. We were driving through Texas. We were getting, you know, about the halfway point to LA. But now, Mom didn't tell tell me this um, right until later. At the time, but till later. But she said there was a, a moment in where she was having doubts. Uh, am I doing the right thing? I mean, moving us all the way out to California, like, what am I doing? And she started to have doubts, even wondering, I think, even if, you know, gosh, should I keep going? Should I turn around? And it was at that moment she said she felt something pushing the car forward,
0: mm-hmm.
1: as if she calls it like a, being on a conveyor belt,
0: mm-hmm. where it just
1: feels like it's moving you. and And she just felt like it was like no – Effort. It was the whole car was being pushed forward, and that was, she was aware enough at the time and practicing spirituality enough to know, okay, something different is going on here. This is a sign that I'm on the right track, and that yeah, right. we're supposed to keep going. And I never, she never mentioned that until a little bit later to me, and I was really surprised when she mentioned it. I thought, well, that was the Holy Spirit, mm-hmm. um, definitely saying, you're on, this is part of the script you're on the right track do not turn around and go back you know you'll receive help and she felt guided the rest of the way she felt very
0: encouraged after that yeah it was amazing i remember you guys calling me at iu because i just started at indiana university so right and you guys Mm -hmm. called me you're like we're moving to california i was like what I was excited because you and I, when we were little used to think we would always live out here. So it wasn't yes. shocking like that you and I would maybe be out there eventually, but having our mother move out there and have you guys call me and say we're moving. I was like, I was so stunned because it just, it just was mm-hmm. so unexpected, you know? And yes, I remember, it was so random. yes, yes, yes. And I remember, um then coming out to visit that that fall uh fall or winter whatever flying out from Indianapolis to Los Angeles and you took me around remember we were driving around everywhere oh, yeah. and you were just so excited. showing me all mm-hmm. this stuff and it was just so interesting because i think there was a part of you and and one of the reasons i'm even mentioning this not the least of which that it's so fun and our journey. You and I have, together has mm-hmm. been such, such a long and interesting one where our lives are, have been parallel. I mean, that doesn't always happen. It doesn't have to happen uh, with siblings, but for some reason, ours happen that way. And I, the mind, there's a part of our mind that knows everything. So there's always a part of us that knows all the scripts and the timelines. We're just, our awareness is not, Focused, obviously, on everything. We couldn't contain that and function normally <laughs> if, if you know, we weren't, um, our awareness right. wasn't, you know, focused on something. But I think the mind, in our mind, we were pulling in what had already happened as the course is teaching. Everything happened all at once. Not only that, it's already over. We're reliving, you know, what's already happened. But the point is, is that we knew there was a part of us that knew we were going to come out here you know, um, because you can be mm-hmm. in touch with different parts of, of the script, you know? And so I thought, you know, that's just so interesting. So I wasn't shocked as if, oh, I can't believe they're in California. I was stunned at how it came to be because that I wasn't expecting, right? So sometimes yeah. you, guys, you yeah. can know things and then it just may not play out in a way that you might have known. Sometimes it does. Sometimes things go exactly as I've imagined it and other times I just go, well, this happened, but look at the route that took to, to Mm -hmm. get to this point. Right. I just interesting, you know,
1: very interesting. And I, it's just, um, to to me, that was, and that was the year 1987 during the Harmonic Convergence, if anyone's familiar yes. with that, that a lot of interesting things and changes were happening during that year, and they called it the Harmonic Convergence. <laughs> um, Gary yes. mentions it, too, in his, you know, life and things that changed yes. for him during that year, too, but yes. it was just an interesting year, just symbolic year for that move to happen as well, and as we know, the Course says everything has, the world is, you know, uh has it's over. I mean it's you know, it was over long ago and these so we were just following the script that was that was meant to be uh, for right. us at the time. Although we didn't right. know that at the time that that was a script playing out. Right. We weren't really thinking no. of it that way but, no, but, but, it, that's but it but it was oh meant gosh. to be uh, part of our script that we right. were out here and then now as I look back in the last thirty five years I can see why <laughs> and all the things that have come together uh to make my life what it's been uh it needed to happen that way, you know mm-hmm. um it's sort of mm-hmm. it's, i mean it all uh, was meant to be that way, and so there' no mm-hmm. there's no accidents i mean I say things can seem to happen randomly, but the course says nothing happens by chance, nothing right, not even our own passings are by chance, right, and so everything is you know it's it's already written. So right. you there's I that's another subject in the course about timelines and all of that, but mm-hmm. about how you can shift dimensions of time and sure and there's it's like a multiple choice script, mm-hmm. but we know the whole the whole entire script if you've even the, even the multiple choices though that's already there
0: it's already they're right already there. Exactly. It's funny that you mentioned that about dimensions and time because I had one of my listeners on my um, in my online classes ask to do a class on that on time Mm -hmm. and the dimensions Mm -hmm. and all that. So I'm going to be doing that. Um, So if anybody, you know, listening is interested in online classes, both Cindy and Gary and I offer them. So Cindy's website is in the description of this as is mine. And just, it's interesting that you said dimensions and all that, cause we're going to cover that. That's a long workshop. Sure. I mean, you know, there, there's just everything. There's just so much to cover, you know, but I'm going to cover uh, that <laughs> coming up in Good. October. If anyone's interested in that, they can join uh, my, my online classes or whatever. So, um, but yeah, so the mind knows everything and there's just always a part of us that, that knows, you know, all the scripts, and the timelines, but I wanted to share, um, with the listeners in just some of the, um, chapters, uh, so they mm-hmm. can get a c- kind of get an idea. And then there's a couple things I wanted to ask you about. Um, mm-hmm. so you have chapters, the kingdom of heaven. There's no business like forgiveness, which that's great. Cause your second book is the business of forgiveness. Yep. <laughs> uh, chapter three, when the ego strikes, back, which is good. Uh looking at our illusions leads to forgiveness. That's a section. Your life is a classroom, tools for awakening from the dream, which we're going to talk about in a second. Chapter five, our galactic family. We're going to hear about some of your uh experiences, Sin, which is going to be great. Emotional freedom, faith or fiction, and the Oscar goes to (laughs) and walking the path of joy. And then finally, heaven is now chapter ten. So as you guys can see, and I didn't read all the sub chapter, the the subsections or whatever. So, um, but I wanted to talk a little bit about um, dealing with uh, pain, how we look at pain, um, mm-hmm. because you cover that in your book. Um, I'm going to read just a little bit uh, from sure. your book and how to, from and the section is how to look at pain and it's from there's no business like forgiveness and you say <clears throat> page 32 so the world is a projection of the ego part of the split mind the other half being the right mind or the holy spirit this means that all their although our lives here seem real and boy we all know that nobody's denying that we're having the experience that we're here so This means that although our lives here seem real and we react to all kinds of information here, no matter how painful it may be, we can know that it has nothing to do with the kingdom of heaven, which knows no pain. The course says, quote, pain is a sign illusions reign in place of truth. It demonstrates God is denied, confused with fear, perceived as mad, and seen as a traitor to himself, capital H. If God is real, there is no pain. If pain is real, there is no God. So I just thought you could talk a little Mm -hmm. bit about how to look at pain. You have a really good exercise to find the quiet center within. But there's a lot of people that are in pain. And let's think about it, you guys. It's it doesn't have to be physical pain. It can be emotional pain mm-hmm. and psychological pain. It can be all of the right. above, which though all of us experience that. So just uh, talk a little bit about that, how to look at pain. Well,
1: for starters, and I also mentioned this in the book, but nobody should feel guilty about feeling pain. Um, instead, Absolutely. Instead, what we can do is, and I don't mean, I mean, sometimes we do feel guilty. So, you know, um, I'm not telling people how they should feel. It's just that you don't have to uh, feel guilty um, about if you do feel like symptoms in the body and it feels painful and all of that. I think that what what we want to recognize and what the course is teaching us is we can look at pain differently, which means that we can see pain as a, um, it starts in the mind. The pain is a mental process, not a physical process. So right. that gives us power, that brings us back to cause, so that we don't have to reinforce that we're at the effect of the pain. Instead of reinforcing the right mind that says, well wait, if all pain is really mental pain, I can change my mind about the pain. And the part of the, the change of mind comes with the practice of true forgiveness. When right, we start to practice forgiveness around the pain, and we recognize well, I must have decided with the wrong mind. I decided to look at this pain with the ego instead of the Holy Spirit, which is pain that's painful because the ego is the teacher of pain, right, so if we continue to look at the pain with the ego we're gonna it's going to reinforce it instead of forgiving ourselves for feeling the pain, recognizing it's a it comes you know from the mind um that that has bought into the idea that we're separate from God, which is a painful idea. It's a painful thought. And that's what we want to forgive. And at the same time that we're doing that mental work and the mental process, we can, we'll be inspired if, you know, through things like with pain, I've always practiced true prayer along with that, because true prayer also leads to what the course calls, well, it's true inspiration. It's a way of undoing the ego and the pain mm-hmm. of the ego is joining with what you really are because you're re- reinforcing and rejoining with your reality. And when mm. you're doing that, you're going to identify more and more with your reality instead of the pain. Even if you still feel the pain, you can you're developing trust that your your natural state of being has nothing to do with the body, that you're not your body. You're going to start identifying more and more with practice. That your perfect spirit, whole and innocent, and the more you do that, guilt is being undone in the mind more and more. And surprises there might be surprises along the way. You may you may you're going to be receiving inspired guidance, especially when you join in true prayer. Um, you're going to you might get hits of things that are helpful in the dream that you can do. Uh, we always talk about the importance of being normal and it doesn't mean you don't go to the doctor and maybe he'll prescribe something or she will prescribe something for you or you know it's okay to, to, to use magic or do what you can to make the body feel better um i certainly Absolutely. think it does we do mm-hmm. if we need to if we have to so it's about making yourself not denying a um, form and but at the same time you're recognizing what pain what where the pain is coming from the the metaphysics of the course you're kind of and you're practicing forgiveness and you're it's like you're doing the mental work at the same time so that you can keep reinforcing and strengthening that that right part of your mind
0: yes and you know what remind everyone a little bit uh just touching on uh what what true prayer is so they can understand it and practice it right just joining right true prayer it's it's if there's
1: there's three main ways, at least according to art and persa and i and I uh, trust them completely on uh, what they say, but uh, art and Persa, the teachers in gary's books um they they've always said there's three key ways of undoing the ego one is and it's good to repeat this actually, I'm glad you asked this one is true prayer, which is you're joining with God. But you're, you're, it's a way of joining where you're not, it's not like a traditional form of prayer where you're asking God for things that you think you lack or think you need, that you feel deprived of. You're joining in your wholeness. You're bathing in his love and light, recognizing that you have everything. You're you're joining with his will for you, which is joy, total peace, right, unconditional love. You're a perfect creation of his love and you're bathing in that feeling gratitude, that's true prayer where you're just allowing that gratitude to just bathe and just wash over you that you have been given everything. And you because you've been created that way, um, you weren't created in pain. You were created in joy. So true prayer is just rejoining with that truth, with that knowledge. And you might maybe just five minutes of that. You might just, you know, you're letting go of everything you think you need, you know, and putting it on the altar which is basically saying you have no substitutes for for God's love, that you're just coming with wholly empty hands to God, and again just joining with Him, and right. that's true prayer. And that's Excellent. one of the ways of undoing the ego. And, uh, and what, because when you do that, right? Mm-hmm. You're, yeah, you mm-hmm. just you're reinforcing your 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 real identity as as being part of Him.
0: Awesome. Well said. And I just wanted to insert one thing. Often we get people that are new to this podcast. They're just starting A Course in Miracles. They email me, they say, Oh, I just found you, you know, so When Cindy is mentioning joining with God in wholeness, not needing everything, recognizing we have everything, you guys, there's a tendency sometimes because we're so identified with the body that it means like we have everything physically that we need or we have everything in form, right? And joining in true prayer is recognizing that we're not separate, we didn't separate from our creator, right? The the course is saying there is no world meaning uh, the world is a projection of our mind and this is for another another podcast but it's the idea that we've never separated in the first place we didn't need to separate we have everything we need we have the love of god for goodness sakes we're in perfect awareness and oneness and what cindy was talking about is the more that you remember that and acknowledge and know there's another way to look at things and you join in prayer as she said not needing anything that reinforces the right-minded part of your mind the holy spirit resides and it starts to become more of your experience that are you identifying more with spirit or the body so again this another you know hours we could talk on that topic but i just wanted to (laughs) kind of insert that in there okay so go ahead cindy great
1: insertion and because it all fall and so just so i did say there were three ways of undoing the ego that are in mentioned and the other two ways are uh which which people will put together is the actual practice of forgiveness true forgiveness as as we've discussed in the course and then also um putting the Holy Spirit in charge of your day when you wake mm, up in the morning. Love it. Those three yep. things so you're not you're saying that the mind that knows everything. The mind knows everything. But when you're putting the Holy Spirit in charge of your day, it might seem so like non important or not like a big deal. You know, <laughs> right. but it actually is. Because mm-hmm. you're saying you're not doing anything on your own, meaning with the ego as your teacher. It's it's reinforcing right. that you have the Holy Spirit also in your mind um and that you can choose it. Any time that you right, that you remember to choose it, you choose it. You just you actively choose the Holy Spirit as your teacher. So it just reminds you of that and and then of course forgiveness, true forgiveness is also um reinforcing the right mind and your true self because it's it is saying it's it's part of it is accepting the atonement that says, you know, I'm innocent. Others are innocent. Everybody's innocent. Nothing really happened because I'm still at home in God. So are my brothers and sisters with me as one. You know, the separation hasn't occurred. And nothing happened because the separation didn't happen. And that's mm-hmm. how we can look at true forgiveness. So we're not forgiving people because they've really done things. that. And what goes along with this is that Jesus says in the Course, there's absolutely nothing outside of you, and that's what we're ultimately learning. There's nothing out. So if there's nothing outside of us, well, then how could something or someone outside of us be the cause of our pain or upset or anything? If there's nothing right. outside of us, it has to come from the from our own projections in the mind. Now right. we're, it's a way of perceiving, and we can choose how we're perceiving people and events with the Holy Spirit thought system or the egos and we realize that's really the only choice to make there's we're, we're presented with thousands of choices in the world but jesus reinforces there's really only one choice always that matters you know and that's the choice for the holy spirit instead being of being, you know, know. even yes and so that, that even though it looks like we have so many different choices even throughout our days. And one right. day it can look like you have 500 choices, you know, because you're choosing, you know, a bunch of, it doesn't matter what it is. It could be what, you know. What are we having Who are you going to talk yeah. to? What are you having for dinner? What am I going to wear today? What am I, what I say exactly. to this person? What? How do I handle, but there's all these choices. Where am I going to go, you know, yeah, to go yeah. on my vacation next week? Where am I going to, but if we make, if we, if we join with the Holy Spirit first, no matter what we're doing, we can be inspired as to the things that are, that are, that will just show up synchronistically. Like you don't even have to do anything in a way because things just sort of flow, and and in a way that's so different when you're operating from the ego, things just <laughs> flow, and you get a guidance of ah. Oh, This sounds like a great idea because, and it feels good, and there's no, it's less effort involved in the decision-making. That's the difference of when you're joining with the Holy Spirit. It doesn't feel like a constant battle. Um, And, you know, sometimes it might feel like a battle. We're not saying, you know, it's always going to go well or perfectly, and it doesn't always appear to go well or perfectly. So, but we can always jump back on the bandwagon and remember wait a minute but where am i where am i in my mind now and just start fresh in that right. moment you can always start over fresh in your mind in that moment if you feel you got off track you know and just say hey wait a minute i think i've been in the ego because i feel really conflicted about something um mm-hmm. so let me you know you just want to catch that so then you can change your mind and then just trust we're developing trust as well that the Holy Spirit right. is working with us and always with us. And, you know, if we turn everything over.
0: So. Right. Well, <laughs> I'm laughing because these are excellent yeah. points. And you said, and in fact, things don't always go our way or perfectly. No, I have a helicopter circling not. our house right now. I don't know if anybody can yeah. hear that. It's, I'm like, it's choosing right now to like circle. It's so funny. And Mark's not home or I would text him really quick and say, Hey, can you close the windows? For yeah. <laughs> anyway, it's no big deal. I was just saying, it's just funny that sometimes it, it you know, is. That all, all of yeah. a sudden there's a helicopter kind of circling. So if anybody, anybody hears that, um, but excellent points in because another thing about, putting the holy spirit in charge of your day the third way um that you mentioned what i found that i love to share with everyone is that like sin was saying we have many choices during the of course we do we got to choose this or that or the other thing right so what putting the holy spirit in charge at the beginning of the day. It just can be as simple as you know. Now it happens, it's automatic for me. But in the earlier days, I would say, "Okay, I'm putting the Holy Spirit." I mean, make a like a conscious effort, uh, which is always great to do that, you know. So you, I put the Holy Spirit in charge of my day, and that puts you in the right frame of mind. Anything that comes up during the day, because you've put the Holy Spirit in charge, it doesn't mean the events, the physical events are always going to go your way. It means that you're like, oh, I'm dreaming. This is an opportunity for forgiveness. Putting the Holy Spirit in charge means you use everything that comes up during the day, right? Especially your triggers Mm -hmm. for the Holy Spirit's purpose, which is, forgiveness. So I write about that I in my forthcoming book too about some experiences I've had. I won't go go into them here, but about how how helpful that has been to say, oh my gosh, what is the purpose here? I've put the purpose outside on my screen. I have to have this go this way and that go that way and why isn't this going mm-hmm. this way? All of a sudden I'm like, oh no, that script is written. I'm watching when I switch to the Holy Spirit script, I'm not in the pain and suffering because I'm remembering that this is my classroom. And even though I don't want something to go a certain way, right? It's a preference. I'm like, oh, shoot. Oh, now I have to go through this or whatever. I know that using that for forgiveness is removing conflict, pain, guilt from my mind. So it's always helpful to you guys, um, putting the Holy Spirit in charge according to the course does not mean that that means that your day is going to go without problems. Now it can, and that's a wonderful thing when that happens. And Mm -hmm. uh, synchronicity absolutely happens when you you remove conflict. So no one's saying that that doesn't happen. It's just that if you count on the external always being your focus, That's where the disappointment will set in because what the Holy Spirit is really doing is reminding you that you're dreaming. So whether you're experiencing something as what you'd call positive or negative or helpful or not, um, you still may be seeing that on the screen of your life, but you're interpreting it differently. As Cindy was saying earlier, how are you perceiving it through the lens of the ego, which means you're the body, you're the victim. This is a disaster or Wait a minute, I remember these images are coming from me, and I can change my mind, knowing that that is not my reality and I get closer to God, and I wake up remembering that. Is this always easy? Of course not. do we Is it a process? Yes, we experience it as a process here, but I just wanted to share a little bit about what that has meant to me over the years of putting the Holy Spirit in charge because that informs all the seeming choices that you have to make. And so you can make choices without conflict. You can make choices without guilt, right? It's just a reflection of being in the right mind.
1: Exactly. And, you know, I had my own share of things not going perfectly in this past year, which I write about in my book. I have no need right. to go into all the details of that now. It's in my book, but but I had some – Physical challenges going on one after the other right. you know for a time, and you know, but at the back of my mind, the backdrop, even though those were challenging and I'm not saying they weren't they were challenging, but at right. the back of my mind was always that core root idea that okay wait i'm I am dreaming this, you know I'm dreaming these body issues or you know the world was over long ago and i'm just mentally i'm really at home in in god and i'm you know mentally reviewing that which has already gone by which reminded me then that i have a choice in how i'm perceiving these challenges so it's not those that was always the backdrop so that's right. the, it's like the, the template thing is if we can keep mind. that yeah. it's the template in the mind if you can keep that as the ultimate blueprint of your your real identity never shifts or changes regardless of even if you feel pain that there's just somewhere swimming around in your mind. You're just you're revisiting that, mm-hmm. so it's not completely lost on you. So, in right. other words, what is relevant here is that part also in the course when Jesus says, "You know, we we don't have to let our minds wander into oblivion. No matter what's going on, we really can still remember the truth and choose actively choose to think about what's going on differently, even if there's pain." You know, we can still say in our mind, well, I, I yeah, I, I'm feeling the pain, but, okay, the pain is in my mind and keep reinforcing that. And I can, you know, do what I would normally do to help, you know, make the body feel better, but just not, not make myself feel guilty for this. And then you kind of, you know, you do that mind work, too, like we were talking exactly. about before. That's what I was doing during that time, even though right. it was uncomfortable. Some things that were happening were uncomfortable. I always uh you know brought it back to reality to mm-hmm. what my identity really was. And so mm-hmm. that really helped me, really tremendously helped me get through mm-hmm. some of the, yeah. the those tougher oh, times. Remember.
0: Absolutely. Yeah. And that goes yeah. into and what I, you're and thinking. and yeah. Yeah,
1: support. Go ahead. I just wanted to say support also helps if people are going through something challenging, you know, I had my family, you know, you guys to help through that, it's really important to have. Um, it doesn't matter who it is, but people around you that are supportive and that are that are helping you to reinforce right your your reality or just just people that you feel really comforted around doesn't even they don't have to be course of miracles people of course i just mean those that uplift and inspire you even if it means you're just listening to someone or something on a podcast or just it could be anyone that you're inspired Mm -hmm. by but that can help too just remind you of Mm -hmm. you know being in a state of inspiration which is (laughs) not being in a state of separation inspiration is opposite of separation
0: ah yes beautifully said and it leads to another point you were saying is you know we you didn't forget to be normal and we it's very important not to forget to be normal and do the things that help us we all do the things that that help us here you know and that's really important and i think you have a a a a place in your book on, on being normal, you know, which is really Mm -hmm. great. And you also have something in your book, um, deprivation leads to depression. It's a section Mm -hmm. in, and the Oscar goes to, Mm -hmm. but, um, the deprivation leads to depression. Something really struck me in that because our, on our mom's side of the family, we have some depression that runs in the family and it's so funny. Um, I'll see if I can find it here really quick. Um, Let's see. You say, oh, here. Deprivation can appear in many different ways, but the cause is really the belief that we lost God's love. This produces the effect of lack. It might show up as sadness for no apparent reason. And I started laughing when I read that because I was driving through this area of Hollywood not too long ago and I think I might have told you this on the phone. I'm not sure. But mm. all of a sudden, this like overwhelming sadness came over me. And I wasn't like sad. I mean, nothing was happening. You know what I mean? Like where mm-hmm. something happens and you're sad. Someone passes away. So yeah. you get bad news, right? And I thought, I'm driving through a pocket of energy and being an empath. I was picking up this stuff. And I I called Mark and I go, I'm just, I just have to tell you, I might write about this. I'm just feeling really sad right now. And I think I just drove through a pocket of energy. I don't know. But then I was thinking to myself, this is the cleverness of the ego. It doesn't matter what form it takes. You drive through some seeming energy. You're sad because of this or that. The ego is always there trying to keep you focused on the external now again like cindy said earlier there's no guilt about feeling sad and the emotions in our life and you you cover this too in the emotional chapter i think but no need to feel guilty about it it just it was so interesting to me how anything and everything can just you know pop up or whatever and i thought because i had put the holy spirit in charge of my day as i do every day i was able to see that for what it really was at the same time honoring my need to well so I just I feel like eating those ice cream sandwiches with coconut milk right now, so i 'm going to go get them you know, like I just,
1: like, yeah. I mean i'm not denying
0: that i'm feeling that way, and yes, the comfort of the of those ice cream sandwiches because i don 't do dairy very well, and Sin and I both have kind of we like yeah. coconut milk and almond milk, whatever it 's just an aside, so I was like i 'm going to go to Whole Foods and get that just because yep that's where i'm putting my my, my belief right now, you know, but the fact yeah. is I was totally. Aware of it, though I'm not like denying it. Uh, you know what he's saying? Oh, it's not spiritual. Oh, you can. That's what is the fun. One of the fun things about the course is that we have to remember not to laugh. We're not laughing at other people and the seriousness of things. We're laughing because of what I just described. Because you're in this mode where you're like, I know oh, I'm dreaming. This is incredible. Oh my God! Now I'm on my way. Now I'm crying through Hollywood, and I'm on my way to get ice cream sandwiches. I mean. It's just, you just have to go, at the end of the day, you're like, but I know what this is all for, right? Right,
1: (laughs) right. That's a great example, too. A really great example, too, of just honoring your feelings. You're not pushing it. Like you called Mark and you're like, Mm -hmm. you know, you were honest and said, I'm just feeling this way. But, but, if you're not making yourself guilty at the same time, no, you know i mean right. we're look, we're not meant to be perfect in bodies here we know that of course I mean not. From it's the impossible, course, to it's have impossible. no behavior. one and yeah, yeah. Jesus says that he's like you're not expected to be like perfect in form, you can't learn perfect forgiveness and but you're not expected to be you know behaviorally be perfect and always you know be in this complete state of bliss, although. We certainly know in the real world that's you. You of course that can be achieved, but of course, yeah. It's just saying in general, generally speaking, we're not meant to be perfect here. You that's know? right. And, not um, there's going to be yeah, 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 and uh, so that's a good example too of just being honoring the feelings, which, and then you know at the same time you're just again there's a backdrop there that's kind of always there of where you course. just come back to it. You come back to it at some
0: point, like mm-hmm. you did.
1: And, yep. like you came and back and you go, I see what's yeah. happening here, you
0: know. Right. And, yeah. and you're right. It, you come back to it, and then it, it just becomes eventually who you are. It just, it just mm-hmm. becomes a part of who you are. You remember automatically, you know. But I, yeah. I like to share certain things to have people realize that, you know, every, we're all in this boat together. There's nobody that gets away from having forgiveness opportunities or challenges here you know and it it doesn't matter you know who who or what you are we've all kind of been all of it anyway in the illusion meaning we've been you know this and that different um races um you know different beings different this different that different genders different i mean it's just because it's all one Mm -hmm. hologram and we're watching we're the mind outside Watching it. Oh, here's the DVD where I'm Jackie. Here's the DVD where I'm, Mm -hmm. you know, Bill or whoever, you know, whatever. So which leads me (laughs) to what I want to talk about um, and kind of finish on this. You have a great chapter, chapter five called Our Galactic Family, and uh, you start with a, a course quote. Since you and your neighbor are equal members of one family, as you perceive both, so you will do to both. You should look out from the perception of your own holiness to the holiness of others. And that includes our galactic family. So... Whatever you want to share, Cindy, about this chapter of of your book, what's been happening, some of your experiences, whatever, it's it's fascinating. And it's all part of the dream, we all know.
1: Yes. (laughs) Well, this was (laughs) unexpected to me. I mean, I I have always been open-minded about um, off-world intelligence. You can call it that or you can call it extraterrestrials, uh, whichever you want to call it. Um, Right. But I've always always intuitively known and been aware that we that there were other beings um I kind of naturally mm-hmm. gravitated toward that idea that was started even in my late teens early 20s I was already believing that in the, right. in the world of illusion but I was believing that we're not alone here and uh so you know, and I was always, I was pretty well versed on the phenomenon of ETs, and um, so I was completely open, but I didn't know what was about to happen, that I would start having actual contact experiences and even taking some pretty interesting mind trips, you know, into, into, through space and into spaceships. Now, that right. was a completely, you know, I just didn't did it. You expect weren't expecting it, it. yeah. Now I wasn't expecting it. No, I wasn't expecting it. I thought, well, yeah, I thought maybe in our future, I thought, well, maybe I would have some type of contact. I had a feeling I would. I just didn't know how or when that would happen. But it happened, started about a year and a half ago. It was my first experience. That first experience I, I tell in my second book, The Business of Forgiveness. The rest is in my third book, the, the chunk of it, the big chunk, bulk, is in my third book under this chapter our galactic family where i started to have um being taken out of i wouldn't i'm not calling it abduction because it's not it wasn't an abduction it wasn't there's a negative connotation with that and i don't like to use that term because it's not what happened but but i was sort of being um taken aboard like these spaceships in my astral form. So it's not like I was physically, my physical body was taken. So I would still be in the bed sleeping, but I would like wake up lucidly in my astral form that took a form of a dream, but it was a completely, I was completely aware like I am aware now. And I would be, uh, Taking a journey, I'd find myself in a space, sort of like a space pod. This is like sounds like science sci-fi, right? So sci-fi stuff, but it was, um, right? I was flying through, you know, what would be like what I could tell was like space, but I wasn't opening my eyes because I didn't know where I was going. I knew there were beings around me, but I didn't know who they were. So there was some fear there, but I knew I didn't need to be fearful. It's just that I, I, I was traveling at such a fast speed. It was so fast. And I could tell nice. if I opened my eyes that I I would probably be flying through space. And a couple of times I had an experience of landing in a, a place I didn't recognize. One what did appear to be on some kind of ship, and I saw a, a Pleiadian being a tall woman just standing there, um, not of this world. Uh, but we didn't communicate, like anything specifically that I recall. It's just that I noticed her. Um, another time I, and then I kind of came back and woke up, another time I was in a um, chamber of some kind that I was told by spirit later that it was a perceptual reality chamber and that I was in a training program um, where I would be starting to have more of these experiences to learn their ways of communicating because we're about to enter uh, a window of open contact starting at the beginning of next year where more and more people um, and extraterrestrials are going to be um, making it known they're here, not in a, like, White House lawn way where they're going to land like that, but more in people's dream states. They'll be coming. Maybe people might notice, you know, they might be having seeing UFOs, you know, or spaceships and things like mm-hmm. that more often. That's going to come more and more you know, as time goes on, not right away, but kind of gradual. It's like a gradual thing. They're already here and they've right. been here for, for millennia. It's just that this seems to be the time in our timeline where uh, more and more people are ready to to learn about them, mm-hmm. um, to have contact with them. So I've mm-hmm. had some interesting trips um, so far. Yeah. Yes. And, and seeing beings, seeing actual beings and what they look like. There are different kinds of beings uh, that I saw through the spaceship as well.
0: Right.
1: You know, different humanoid types, one reptilian mm-hmm. type, you know. But anyway, that's right. all in the book, but, but those
0: are some of right. the experiences. Yeah. Oh, it's so yeah. fun. That's like a like a fun chapter. And you and I always yeah. think the the triangle beings are cute. They have like a triangle. Yeah. There's a triangle-looking so being funny. that has a triangle,
1: gold, like a gold look with very thin body. Um, I didn't Anything see that being, but imagine. I know that they're or images of that being, yep. And
0: but right, we right. can't
1: even fathom how many different types I mean, of looking.
0: This is the things ego there splintering. are in, Yes, exactly. I mean, yeah, everything. Exactly.
1: Yep. Yes, yes. And you know, one final thing on that. The key is is not that these are our brothers and sisters in space, and mm-hmm. that's how we can view them. There's nothing that nothing that we need to fear about them because if anything, they want us to know we're one galactic family. And these are the ones that, yes, there's duality. There are beings that, like here on Earth, that, that might not have our best interests at heart but have no fear because there are, there are so many benevolent beings that mm-hmm. want to make contact. And they're, they're, they're friendly and they're mm-hmm. advanced spiritually
0: and mm-hmm. technologically.
1: And they just want us to know
0: about and to connect with us. And you can yeah. connect with them, right? Absolutely, I love it. Oh my gosh, this has been uh, so fun to chat with you again, my sister. You sis, too,
1: as always. Just <laughs> like we
0: chat in all of our hikes and walks and <laughs> dinners and this and That's that nice. and phone. I wanted to ask you just in the minute or so we have left: Is there anything that you want to make people aware of? Anything that you want to announce? Uh. Let's see. Well, a couple things. Um,
1: I have a um, workshop with the Miracle Network that's operated Mm. in the UK. It's a webinar, so it's online. So anybody can tune in. That information um, you can find on my website on the appearances page. There's a link um, there. Or you know what? Um, I sent it out in my recent newsletter, but I will add it to my Web page. I'm not even sure I actually added that link yet, but if if not, I will add that. And it's on okay. October 15th, three hours, um, a webinar that I'm doing on on the healing the pain of separation. And anybody Yay. around the world can join that. So look to my website for the link for that. And then, um, yeah, we Gary and I have ongoing online classes, too, every month we do. And, and you can always look at my website to to learn how to become part of those classes as well.
0: Yep, I have yes, com uh, in the description of the episode, guys, so you can go to her website. Yeah, it's in the description of this episode. And anything else? Just I hope people who are, en-
1: are enjoying the books, some um, so that, that that have picked up copies of my books, hope you're really finding it helpful. And there, those can be found on Amazon, all three of my books. and Yay! Um, yeah, just stay tuned to the website for more intro, uh, maybe a possible future appearances as well.
0: <laughs> oh, I love it. Yes, and I do have, it's easy to remember, cindylaura.com, but it is in the description of this episode. And if I can do it after my sessions today, I will put the Miracle Share, uh, Miracle Network link too in the description of this episode so you guys can come back and get it there. We love everyone at the Miracle Network. Shout out to Ian and Dan and Sharon, Teresa. I just did a thing with them, Miracle Cafe, a talk uh, in September. It was fabulous. I loved it. Um, and you guys can look forward to Cindy doing a uh, workshop uh, next month. That'll be really fun. This, this well, coming month, but
1: on the 15th. I mean, October this month. 15th. Oh, my God, we're in October. Uh, yes, this I know, month. I know, I can't believe it.
0: I can't believe I'm like, next month, as if we're still it. in September. I know. So it's amazing. I know. <laughs> yes, this month, October 15th. So, I wanted to thank you so much, Sin. We'll do this again. Everyone yes, out there, absolutely. the book is fabulous, and we just barely even touched the surface. But I hope that gives you a, a good taste of it. And I love you so much, Sin. I look forward love to many too. more conversations. Thank you for being on True Forgiveness Teachings, and I love all of you very much. Just remember that you are love, and you are love. and I'll. Bye, everyone.